Hey, this is Breathe Go Flow Podcast. This is Tracy Warfield, your head cheerleader. And this is episode 181. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Listen, y'all, I was thinking about it and we're 180 some odd episodes into this podcast and so many people have joined us. I love that. And, you know, I'm thinking they they may not have started from the scratch, but even if you did start from episode one, there's still so much to who I am and how I've grown, especially since this podcast began that I'd love to share with you. I I want you to know why it's important for me to show up and share with you and to help you be more authentic, unapologetic unicorn. Like where did that come from that this Gemini type A yogini wants us to show up, be healthy well, and be our true selves in our skin, walking around, fly and amazing, and serving people in a way that lightens our hearts and our lives and lightens theirs. Well, there's a backstory to this, and there's an ever, ever evolving story. to this as with everyone, because we are always all in the practice. So I want to just take some time today, if y'all allow me to reintroduce myself, tell you a little bit of my story and, and how I came up and, and, and what has happened to me that has really allowed me to become this, uh, this cheerleader for you and not only wellness and not only yoga, not only eating all the healthy things and, you know, mindset, but just showing up, being happy and being you and dealing with the crap in our lives in a way that really is designed by you, for you, right? So much of the world today wants us to fit into a box and I've discovered and you'll hear about it in my lifetime. I have discovered so far that that didn't work for me. And anytime I try to do it, things just blow up and I run into walls and it just doesn't work. And that's because it's not supposed to work. So I want to share with you again, my story, and then maybe Maybe, right, you'll get why, maybe some bells will go off for you, why perhaps things aren't quite, right, snapping into place for you, or they are, because you're starting to practice some of the things that, I don't know, y'all, it kind of took me some time, right, and continues to take me time to figure out all the messages the universe sends to me. All of the things that really work and don't work, you know, don't feel bad if you're that person because I'm hard-headed and I chase butterflies from time to time and it takes some time, but I'm here for you. I got you and and this is my calling and my purpose. So hang tight. I want to remind you to listen to all the other episodes at Breathe Go Flow podcast. They're there for you. You could download them and listen to them. Make sure to subscribe. Be sure to share. This is all about community building. This is all about us supporting each other and sharing. When you hear a word, when you hear a word, listen, I'm that kind of person because it's what I do, but also it's who I am, right? I just heard something the other day. I was listening to another podcast and I was like, oh, this would be great for my friend Nora. And so immediately I stopped the podcast and I texted to her and said, this is your episode. You need to listen to it. So when I hear a word, right, I want to share it. I want someone else to be lit up by it. I want my rock star peeps to be on board with it. I want to give some to my vibe tribe, right? Do that. 
do that with this. If you hear something today or in any of the other episodes, be sure to share it. Yeah, we're going to dive in, but I've got a couple of things I want to share with you, but I'll hold tight with them. The first thing we need to do is breathe. Because when I tell you a little bit about from whence I came, there wasn't a whole bunch of uh, deep breathing (laughs) in the early parts, for sure. Uh, It was always uh, or quite a bit of let me just take you right into the wall slide so that you can stop and breathe. Um, But I've learned. (laughs) I am learning, right, that we don't have to hit the wall in order to stop, drop, breathe, reconsider, know that we have the power to make change, that we are water, water flows, right? We can do that, right? So wherever you are, just take a moment. Maybe take a hand to your belly, hand to your heart. You know, I like to do that. I like that tactile like reminder. I'm here. I'm alive. You're here. You're alive. It's all good, right? But also just to feel, right, where your breath is coming from, and going to in your body, that'll give you ooh lots of clues in what you need to do next. Is it tight? Is it constricted? Do you feel it in your belly? Do you not feel it at all? Right? What do I want to do next? And then maybe wherever you are, as long as you're not driving, if you're driving, go ahead and put us on pause and come back to us when you've parked and you know you're in a place where you can do this. Just take a deep inhale through your nose. Open your mouth, let it go with a whoosh. We like Wusa here. Listen, I brought Wusa out uh, when I started this podcast, right? It just felt good. And I needed a reminder back then, 181 episodes ago, a couple years ago, that uh, I was still alive. (laughs) Right? And it was just that audible cue. Yep, still here, right? Still here. Keep breathing stuff changes, right? But I want to share just a few things about me that maybe some of you don't know. You know I'm a Gemini, June 6th, hey, hey, right? You know I'm, you know, recovering type A, tell you more about that. Uh, You know I'm a yogini for sure and have been for 20 some odd years. But I don't know how much you know about my, my past. You know, I grew up in a big family, actually. Well, it kind of kept expanding. But, you know, I grew up in in, uh, a family of, well, there were seven. So there were five kids, uh, my stepsister and my stepfather, which I don't refer to him as. But even to go a little further back, my mom has just since passed. And I keep saying that's another episode. When I'm ready, y'all, I'll share that because it has impacted my life in more ways than I thought it would. Uh, interestingly enough, in the way that I breathe and the way that I move and what I think about and how it impacts what I really want to do in the rest of my life on this earth. But we'll save that for later. So my mom uh, was married very young in her first marriage and uh, to a not very nice guy. And it, it was a mess. And uh, 16 years old, my mom was married and had my brother and went on to have my sister and myself and my uh, younger sister. So there were four. And uh, luckily, wonderfully, courageously, my mom was able to escape that situation. And she met 
my father, my stepfather, who already had uh, a daughter, and we became this family of of seven. Now, I was the middle child, but I will tell y'all this, right? It's very interesting, unapologetic, authentic unicorn, which I, I was then, but I wasn't aware of it. I want you to think about it. Have you ever been that in that space where you're like, I knew all my life, right? Some people say they knew all their life what they wanted to do. I don't know if I was that, but I knew that I was different. And what I mean by that was not better, just different. Like something's up here, right, with me. I always felt like I was in a movie. And it's a very interesting thing, right? I'm just in a movie and I'm kind of watching other people play out and I'm watching this little girl, you know, this child uh, do this thing and uh, but just felt odd and different. Right. And so I was the middle. And, you know, if you're a middle child, you know how that goes. I was middle, um, left handed. I didn't really quite look like my siblings, although no one really said that. I just knew it. There was just something very different. And so anywho, my mom married my dad and who was lovely and loving and and wonderful but i was raised in in this um in this family my parents were very young it was the hip you know late 60s 70s really and they were this young couple with these young kids and so it was really interesting kind of growing up in that space. And I don't remember us needing anything or being, you know, uh, being anything other than, I don't know, what one would consider, I suppose, middle class. I didn't know what that was then. But what I knew was my parents were hustling. They worked hard. They, you know, they, they, you know, they went to work every day. We went to school. We had things and we we did things and it was fun in our house in the beginning because our parents were young and hip and partied they partied with our uh our relatives and we had cousins that we you know would hang out with and i was again always still kind of the odd one out i always was ready to interestingly enough when we went to visit people or went to like i remember one time my mom uh, enrolled us, or it was a friend of hers who was running like a day camp. And we went to day camp and I was the one who could not wait to get back home. Right. Sometimes I'm always curious about where I got this like introvert side of me because I'm such a extrovert, right? I'm such, again, you know, look what I do for a living. Look where I'm, I am, but it's come out even more now in the life that I live today, that I, I really was that person who was like, can I just get home? Can we just get back to safety? There was this this thing about being safe and not just safe in my home, but safe in my little world. I had my little world. And apparently I had a uh, pretend uh, invisible, wink, wink, because, you know, who knows? Might have been my angel, a uh, friend named Monica, um, who I used to play with and I used to talk to, right? I had siblings who I was very close to at the time and we played together, but I preferred to be in my own zone, right? Really interesting, right? And constantly being berated for it, right? Constantly getting feedback that that's not cool. <laughs> you need to play with the other kids. You need to stop doing that thing and do this thing over here. Anyone else, right? Anyone else out there? 
Exactly. Unicorns in the making. Right. So it it was fun. It was fun growing up when I was younger because my parents, uh, again, we did a lot of of child friendly things. Right. We had, uh, you know, Christmas was big. My mom really enjoyed Christmas. And so that was really big. And I come to find out that in the early, early years of their marriage, there wasn't a lot of money. And so, uh, you know, we didn't get a lot of things. And so as I got just a little bit older, we used to have these grand Christmases, which all these, all these gifts, right? Just a living room full or a den, wherever the tree was, full of gifts. And it was because they were in the space of, of making up for making up for the fact that they couldn't give us things earlier on. So it it was fun. They gave you know, we had like Halloween things and it was it was super super fun. And then my parents uh decided to join a church and um and became very involved in the church and so things started to change in our lives and everything that we started to do revolved around uh, being in the church. And I liked it. I liked it because it was a safe place. It was also uh, fun because that's where all my friends were. You know, it's the church thing where you are indoctrinated into that that faith and into that community. And um, ours at the beginning was a, a small church that grew into a, a huge church. It's a really huge church today in in San Jose, California. And, and things for me as I went into, you know, puberty started to really change. I really started to morph into this person who didn't want to do things that other people wanted to do. My siblings started to kind of, not even kind of, but start to get into a lot of trouble and do a lot of things that weren't cool. I love them and I tried to fit in, but it didn't really work. So I started to do other things, right? Um, the one thing I did do that my older sister did when she first went to high school was become a cheerleader, right? Ah, y'all, I know you find that hard to believe, not, right? I was like, I'm going to be a cheerleader, like my sister Terry. And I, I could not wait to go to the high school she went to and follow in her footsteps. She was beautiful. She was, you know, smart. She had the, the fine boyfriend. She, you know, she was a cheerleader. It was all gravy. And I was not any of those things. <laughs> I was not. I was awkward. I did not look like them. It was just not a, a, the same situation. And so I really wanted to, to be that. I thought that it would make me more normal. Y'all hear me? Take a breath with me. I thought it would make me more normal. That's what normal girls did. That's what they did. They didn't want to go, want to go travel the world. They didn't want to go, you know, play with rocks in the corner and <laughs> create nonsense. I don't, they, whatever I was doing, it was not that at almost middle school age. And I, I decided that that's what I would do. But uh, then because this is how the universe works, right? Authentic, unapologetic unicorn, right? The universe, when you are not paying attention and you don't know, like you're a child, childlike innocence, right? And maybe things are not 
really helpful around you. Our house was becoming chaotic. It was, my brother was not doing well. And there was a lot of things that were happening in my household at the time that started to create a lot of drama. My mom, um, who battled uh, mental illness, um, had a nervous breakdown. And it was just hard to be in um, that space. And so I craved that, that normalcy right? And the universe was like, yeah, but you're this unicorn. (laughs) You're this unicorn who's getting like A's and dealing with this and, you know, trying to fit in so hard, but no. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to go to another school. They were building this, this new big school, um, that was supposed to be a community college and they decided to make it a magnet school for the arts and something in me, right? If you're that person who's always the person, maybe when you were a kid, that was like, there's something in me that says, I need to go this other way, right? And and you start to do it, right? That's telling you something about where your life is going. Like, Everything that I can think back on as a kid, my parents took care of us. We always had something to eat. We always did things. We were always cared for in that way. It was very difficult uh, living with a parent uh, with mental illness and siblings who struggle as well. And uh, it was very difficult uh, for me, for me. This is my experience, right? Being me in that space. So when the universe says, here, you can go over here and you can do the thing that you do over here. I was like, sure. So I was like, I, but I can't be a cheerleader. <laughs> Listen, in order to dream your dreams, you got to give up on, on, on some other nonsense. So I went to the other school and I ended up being a cheerleader anyway. So that's where I got to start using my voice, y'all. Right. I start to be able to break through the chaos that was uh, starting to really escalate uh, at home. And also the indoctrination of, you know, the belief system um, that was coming with being so involved in the church, um, just really finding my own way in that and understanding what, what it meant for me. I wasn't able to really articulate that at that time, but I was starting to think about it. Like, how does this impact me? And what do I really want to think about it? And what do I want to do with it? Right. And we can only do that when we start to take time for ourselves. And even as a, by that time, a teenager, you know, I was still doing alone time. I had my own room, right? My parents recognized, they did, they recognized that I was different, that I needed that space. uh, And I was the only one who got that, right? Which was very interesting. And my brother, when he was living with us, right? Besides that, it was me kind of doing my thing in my space and running back to that safe zone so that I could keep unraveling, right? Whatever the rope was around this unicorn, and I could figure her out. And so it turns out I became a cheerleader <laughs> at the new school. And that was my way of kind of just, be, you know, breaking out and being my funky self. I was the worst cheerleader ever. You probably heard that in previous episodes. You probably heard that in my book, Breathe Big, Live Big. I was, I mean, I was loud and I, I was, I had a lot of energy and that was great, but I was this punchy, tubby, girl who uh, had a bad jerry curl and um, 
great, great smile, right? Great, punchy, chubby face. And I did my thing, right, as a cheerleader. And that really allowed me to, to, you know, just use my voice, right? And it was about that time that actually, uh, a little bit before that, that I had discovered that there was something to this thing of me feeling different, <laughs> right? Y'all, think about it, right? Think about in your life, wherever you felt different, if there's ever been like a confirmation, like, oh, thank you, right? I got it. Once uh, when my mother was uh, having an episode and I came home from school, I was still in, uh, I was eighth grade, getting ready to go to uh, high school, ninth grade, eighth grade, yeah. And I came home and my mom was struggling and asked to speak with me. And if you have people in your life who struggle with mental illness and you are a child of, or a dependent of, or a partner of, you know that it's really hard and especially as a child. So I remember feeling so scared and so nervous, like, what is this? And she wanted to talk with me alone, which made me even more scared and more nervous. And so as we went, I believe, gosh, it was so odd. I remember remember thinking back, why are we in my sister's room? But we were. <laughs> At the time, my older sister did have her own room and we were in my sister's room. And my mom shared that I indeed had been a child born of a relationship she had uh, outside of wedlock when she was with her first husband and that I had a different father. And it was like, and then she, she gave this story and it was very emotional for her. And I wasn't emotional. I was, well, I was relieved right? Isn't it an interesting thing? Again, when you are validated, when you have that confirmation, you're like, oh, thank you. Like something is different here and no one's telling me and I'm a kid and I can't figure it out, but that's what it is, right? Is that in fact, I am different, right? So it was a very revealing and, and interesting moment for me to kind of be okay with rolling like me, right? Rolling like myself. And so fast forward back to high school, I was starting to really kind of get into that. My dad was my dad. So I was good with that. I was like, my dad is my dad and I'm good with him. And I did go on later to meet my biological father who is now um, deceased, uh, who turned out to be an amazing, wonderful, lovely man who always wanted me and who had been looking for me for years right? The unicorn was just trying to get loose to, to figure out who he was. And I, I feel very grateful that I was able to meet him before he, he passed. And so fast forward just to get to know me and why, why am I showing up here for you? Because I, during that time, I always felt like I didn't have anyone really to show up for me right? Although, of course, there were angels along the way, right? There were teachers and there were, there were one or two relatives that saw the light within me and strangers who, you know, who helped me do things. I, I remember, you know, doing my college, um, applications and, you know, just learning about college and doing all of that stuff. Um, I did mostly by myself, 
You know, I was the first one to go to college of the kids. And at the time, my dad had been to school, but my mother had not. And it was, you know, if you want to go, great. Good luck. <laughs> that's what I was feeling. And and that's kind of the assistance I was getting until it was time to do like go sees. And me and my dad actually went and, and did those. And so, it, you know, that was where I was, you know, kind of in my space doing my thing. And I want to now help people, right? Cheer people on to do the things in life that are scary because that was scary, I was excited to be leaving. Again, my my home was moving into a lot of chaos. I had siblings in and out of the house. Uh, my mom again uh, was back and forth, and 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 courageously. Now I look back on it courageously, really battling uh, depression and and other forms of mental illness, and uh, it was tough. And I was ready to go <laughs> when it was time for college. And so I went and I went to school mostly because that's what you did. I don't know that I was like education, education, education. <laughs> I was just like, that's what you did. And also that was a way out. And that was a way where I could go and be myself. Right. But what happens when you get to college or when I got to college was that it was a struggle bus because I had to figure out how to pay for it and and do it. And everybody wants you to be like them. And I was trying really hard to be like other people. And I was feeling miserably. Right. Miserably right at it. So people were getting mad at me. I was losing friends. I was like, I don't know what to do here because I'm just trying to show up and be myself. It's hard when you're trying to fit in when you're not supposed to fit in, right? We're not supposed to fit in, right, y'all? We are just not, right? And and all my life up to that point was about how do I fit in and also how do I, especially in my home space, and in, uh, you know, in, in, in some other spaces as well, how do I just quietly kind of slip through this thing, right? Or be like them so that it's all okay and nobody gets mad and nobody starts screaming and everything just is quiet, right? In this space. It's hard to do that. So I went to college. First, I went to college in San Diego. And, um, and met some great folks there. And I went to college for guess it, right? Communications, get out, right? Actually, I started as a music major, but then I was thinking, I don't want to sing. I want to help people. I want to talk. I want to use my voice. I want to be able to do this. Plus, in order to be a music major, you had to learn to read music, which I hadn't done. And I was like, that ain't going to happen. Right. I already tried piano lessons for four years, um, trying to be like my mom who could play by ear. Hello. Right. And I realized that was not for me. But what I could do was that I could talk. I could I could uh, uh, convince people. I could uh, storytell. Those are things that I really wanted to do and do more of. But at the same time, I really didn't love to be in front of people. And this is where that body consciousness started to really come into play for me, where I was like, I am walking around in this body that doesn't quite fit me. 
I tried everything. If you listen to previous episodes, or at least, you know, I was doing all the things that everybody else was doing as a teen and whatnot. Um, Besides maybe, I don't think I ever took like Dexatram or pills or things like that. But I was, I was just this kind of chubby girl. And I was, I didn't feel right in my body. Plus, I didn't really have a lot of, you know, there wasn't a lot of body positivity things back then. People weren't talking about it. You were just that person. I was that person in my family. My sisters were beautiful uh, and, you know, doing their thing and had all the boyfriends. And I had my share, but it wasn't like that. Like, I just always, always felt like I was an alien in my body. And so I started to think about that and work on that in the way, only ways that I knew how, right? That's about the time where I started to explore veganism and vegetarianism my own way, meaning French fries and, you know, soda. I don't remember what it was, but that's pretty much how it was rolling. But I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew that I wanted to use my voice and I wanted to use my voice to help people. And I wanted to use my voice to expand my horizons. I had already, already by that time in high school, um, decided, hello, unicorns out there. I decided I was going to France on the school trip. Didn't have a dime to my name. My parents were like, good luck with that. If you can raise half, we'll figure out how to do the other half, which I was mind blown about. I thought that was super, super cool. And I found it. I raised it. I did it. Hello, unicorns. We can do anything we want when we show up as ourselves. I remember the main way I got that money was I stood in front of the church and I asked for it. (laughs) Authentic, unapologetic. I stated my case. I shared that I was a great student, that this was going to be an opportunity of a lifetime. And you know what, y'all? I winged it. I don't even remember writing a script, right? I was never one for like studying back then. So I didn't do it. I just got up there and I just told my truth. When we tell our truth, right, things come to pass. And I don't remember who, what, maybe it was one or two people donated and I had the money. And I also was working by then, right? I've, I've been working since I was 13 years old doing some job or another because it was part of the family culture, you, you, you did something right for money, which is a whole other mindset shift thing. Like in order to get money, you have to work hard, you have to work long and you always have to be working. Right. And so that's, that is also something that as a unicorn and someone who's sharing the message of abundance that I have to constantly work at, that that's actually not true. <laughs> and money does come in a lot of ways, right? And there are lots of ways that don't entail, uh, you know, grinding, grinding all the time in order for it to come to you. Anywho, college. And so I transferred, right? I transferred to Arizona State and uh, went to school there and met some of my lifelong uh, friends and uh, sorority sisters. And I was still doing my best to fit in. Yeah, I'm going to pause there. Doing my best to fit in. I was broke as no joke. I had worked because I had gotten ill and I had gotten meningitis and I had to take some time off. And in that time, that's again when I started looking at how do I heal myself? 
right? How do I heal myself? Because these doctors are talking nonsense, right? They're telling me what is going to happen for the rest of my life and what I need to do for the rest of my life. And it was not a very, it was a grim picture of what their diagnosis was at the time. And I was like, that's bonkers, right? Y'all, I want you to think about it, right? I have the utmost respect for our medical professionals. And I also have the highest regard for gut feeling and knowing and for you taking control of your care and you doing all that you can do, right? All that you can do in your own power to heal thyself and to keep thyself well. And so that's when, around the time when I really started knowing that, listen, if it's to be, it's up to me when it comes to this bod, right? I better get on it. And so I did. And I started to, or continued to make changes around what I was eating and, and, and learning more about being a vegetarian and all of that as I was transferring to a new school, still trying to fit in and doing all the things, right? And I was failing. <laughs> I was broke. I was failing. I was, you know, I was lying. I was trying to just do what I could do to get by lying to myself about a lot of things, right? And things that I thought I wanted and I didn't want. And I did that all the way through school. And I did that right into a corporate gig, right? I thought that I needed to do, well, of course, right? I need money. <laughs> I'm going to take the corporate job that comes up. And mine was working in a bank, working not in a bank, but working for a bank, Bank of America. And I took that gig and I was miserable for years. <laughs> I was happy about the money in the beginning, but I never enjoyed really what I was doing. I was just you know, showing up with the right clothes and the right hair and all of those things, just trying to get it done. And, you know, but I would tell you this, the one thing is that I kept working on me. So I want to encourage you, all of you, I kept working on me. My relationships up to that point had been a mess Right. And when I look back now on all of my relationships, I, you know, up until, well, no, many of them, right? So many of them were out of that space of trying to fit in, of not showing up as thy true self, right? Of allowing myself to sit in spaces that were not for me. And allowing myself to not be loved for me and who I am and who I was and for allowing a nonsense (laughs) and for being nonsense in my life. So by the time I got to corporate America, I was still, you know, messing with that nonsense, but I was slowly, right? finding new opportunities to learn some things new. I was traveling still. I was um, really trying to move my body more in different ways. I hadn't really discovered yoga yet, but I was definitely becoming more active. I was living in Arizona, and so it was hot there. I started hiking with a very good longtime friend of mine now, 
And it just kind of changed the way I saw it. It's so important for us to, even in the midst, even if we're not sure what way we need to go in our lives, right, that we just start trying some new things. We start hanging out with some new people. We start reading some new things. We take advantage. We say yes to more things that um, are, you know, are alien to us. And we just allow, right, the universe to whisper, and, you know, so that it doesn't have to yell <laughs> at us because we are just not moving towards our most authentic, unapologetic unicorn self. And so, if again, if you've read my book, Breathe Big, Live Big, A Starter Guide for Your Awesome Life, you know I found my way to the Bay Area, back to home where I was raised and uh, was working in banking and was unfulfilled and was doing everything possible to sabotage. That is what we do. Right. And I see it in working with individuals, folks who I have, you know, been in my yoga classes on the mat, you know, after a class, you know, when I used to teach all the time in studios and share, you know, as I'm teaching, you know, how our lives impact how our bodies are moving or not moving on the mat. People would come up to me after in tears. I remember this young woman coming up to me after a uh, class I was teaching actually out in Queens and we were doing things to open up the throat, the throat chakra. And she was in tears. I mean, absolutely. And she was saying how the class, we were working a lot in, you know, throat opening, heart opening, chest opening, you know, open stuff. And she was like, I couldn't stop crying as we were working in that. And, you know, I just, I need to tell you, I just hate my job. It, it makes me physically ill. I hate it. And I haven't been able to say those words. This is the first time I'm saying that. And I just want to thank you. And it's, it's amazing how many of us walk through life in that space. And I did for years and did so again right? In, in my life, right? If we don't learn the lesson, the universe brings it right back to us for sure. And, um, and it, 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 for me, it was, it was, it, it was sabotage. I'm just going to do everything I can possibly not do or do that is absolutely outlandish wrong, right? To get fired. <laughs> and they just wouldn't fire me until the end where I was forced to quit. <laughs> I had to do it, right? In the end, right? We have to do it in the end, right? The universe will do it for us, but ouch, right? I could imagine it would have been much worse if the universe had to sit me down. And I remember, as I tell in my book, I remember, you know, it had been, you know, a couple months and I was, you know, connecting with old friends and I was trying to decide what I was going to do next. And I had wandered into, I'd taken this other ridiculous job with a boss who ran a, you know, outside porn thing. I don't, it was a mess. Uh, And I was working for a title agency and he was the head of the group and he was a mess and I was miserable again. And I invited an old friend over and said, uh, you know, Hey, let's catch up. And we were high school friends and was telling her all my wants of wanting to move. And I just didn't know, uh, where, and she's like, you should move. You should go then. And I was like, yes, I should. (laughs) Gemini. Right. And by that time I had started this practice called yoga. 
And it was really cool, right? I had been, again, I had already started to craft a lot of things. I was eating. I was moving more. I had lost some weight. I was um, doing a little bit better, right? And in terms of really taking care of myself. Emotionally, not so much. I was still dealing with nonsense with men a bit and uh, just really not in that space where I cherished who I was as this unicorn, and and knew that it was time for someone to cherish me in that way. Wasn't done yet, not for a few more years, y'all, in that regard. But I knew I wanted to move, and so I did. And that's what brought me back east. I moved. I moved with, I sold everything I had, and I shipped my car. I moved with uh, two bags back east. And guess what I did when I got there? The same exact thing that I had been doing when I was in the Bay Area. I got another job working for a bank. (laughs) Y'all, when we are scared, right? Oh, fear and doubt, all its cousins. They will sit you down once you have done something magnificent, when you have opened up yourself to the universe, right? When you're in that space, uh, right, of, of just about to pop open, the universe is got you, right? And you start listening to fear and doubt, right? And and maybe looking at your bank account and all of that. And you go right back in, right? Instead of holding tight, holding firm, breathing through it, knowing that you are moving in the right direction, taking one step at a time, right? Taking a child's pose, or I don't know, flipping a headstand so that you can Just breathe and trust that you were called, right, to be your most authentic self. And we can't do the back and forth, right? When I look back on my life, so much of it is, has been like jump, get scared, pinky on the ledge, (laughs) climb back on the ledge, do the same thing, jump, pinky on the ledge, too scared, get back on, right? But the times that I've actually let go, and, and, and the wings sprouted were magical, right? Falling in love, like really just letting go and falling in love was magnificent. That didn't work out, y'all, but it was magnificent and it will, ha- and it will happen again, right? Because you know what it feels like to let go and to be caught and to be in that space and to be wide open. And it is a gift, Right? Jumping off the ledge and wings sprouting and doing the work that you always wanted to do, right? Being able to write books and hello, unicorn, being able to teach yoga around the world and and help people and and do retreats and, and, you know, all the things that I've been able to do in my life. It's magnificent, right? So don't hold on with the pinky. I tell myself that every day. Don't do it, right? But I jump back in right? And it took me six more years, y'all, to get out. Six more years to get out, right, of that in terms of the work I was doing, in terms of something that didn't make me feel good physically, mentally, emotionally, in terms of the thing that wrapped my unicorn all tied up in a bow, (laughs) right? So I had to start unraveling it all again in terms of wearing the suits and all the things, which I like a good suit, y'all. I love to get, well, that's not a thing anymore, but I love to get dressed and some heels and some long straight hair when I had them, right? But they weren't me. 
And so fast forward, right? I jumped out and I started to do these, you know, I started to do something a little different, but almost the same. And like I said, I fell in love and I really started to work on my authentic self, but I wasn't myself in that relationship and that can't work either. Right. And so that's a whole, whole thing. You can listen to all the other episodes that imploded because it will, it will, right. Until you decide that you are enough and what you want is yours to have and who you are is authentically who you're supposed to be. And the person you are supposed to be with sees that and rocks with that and wants to get with that and be with that. Hmm. Right. That that's, that's when you really start to walk in your light. Right. And these last few years, that is what I have begun again (laughs) to do which is to say no more pinky hanging on the ledge, right? No more trying to fit in middle child. No more trying to fit in and be, you know, the the girl in college who is like the other girls in college. No more trying to fit in and do the same things other people do when they're trying to get their bodies fit and healthy well. I stopped doing a lot of that stuff, y'all. I did, right? I stopped dieting. I stopped deciding that I was going to be the person who hates her body. I stopped, right, um, starving myself. I stopped, right, doing um, exercises and things that I hated that were no fun, that bored me. I started hanging around people who were doing fun, new things, or showing me something that I'd never done before. And it's worked. It's worked. It's working. I'm not done yet but it's working, right? And I started to decide that, here's the thing, I wanna work for me. (laughs) I wanna do good things for you that involves working for me, right? I I did understand that, right? When I look back on my childhood and my young adult years and my early adult years and my older adult years and now these adult years, Right. The one thing that I kept saying is that or seeing in my life is that you need to do you. You need to make that work. You need to make that work in a way that is sustainable, that feels good to you, that helps and serves other people where you get to put on that cheerleading skirt. Remember the one that you used to wear that you really liked so much, right? The one that you had that picture with, with your pom-poms that were red, white, and blue, the color of my school, where you had the bad jerry curl, but you always had it like twisted up in some knot and had like bangs coming out and you had cheeks for days and you were happy because you were just doing kind of (laughs) you being loud and cheering other people on that's your job that's what you do that's how you're supposed to do it and you need to tell other people that they can do that too so that's why I'm here doing this job for you is to remind you that you are here to be authentic, unapologetic, unicorn, abundant, healthy, and happy. That whatever your past story is, however you were raised, whatever you've done or are still doing that puts you in a box, that's not your box. Let me say that again. That's not your box. It's not for you. It's really not for anybody, but it's definitely not for you. And I'm here to help you 
right? To unravel the unicorn and break out of that box, right? Because your light is ready to be shown all over the world, right? And whatever you think you're doing now in that box wrapped up tight with a unicorn, great, fantastic. But can you imagine? Because I can only imagine if I had fully had the knowledge, had the wherewithal, had the, I wouldn't say courage. I was a pretty courageous kid in a lot of ways, but yeah, courage. I think in relationships and all of those things that were lost on me then that I have now, right? To walk in the darkest spaces, to shine in the lightest spaces. That's what I want to help you do. I want you to show up on and off the mat. This isn't just about what you eat and how you move. This is about what you think. This is about who you are. This is about who you're becoming. Listen, I want to invite you to join me. I've got a retreat that's coming up in the summer of 2024 in July in Merida in the Yucatan. We're going to move our bodies. We're going to do some life design. So if you're that person who's like, you know what? I still need, (laughs) we all do. I still need a cheerleader. I also still need a plan, right? It took me a long time to really get a plan around how do I be, how can I be this person and not let outside influences constantly run me around like they have for a good majority of my life? Or how can I control, all right, shift, those thoughts, right? That are constantly telling me that, put that away, put that away. Nobody wants that here, right? That's a lie. Yeah. If you want to play with that. And like I said, eat some amazing food, nourish your body, get rest, be with a very small, intimate community in a gorgeous place. Come join us, right? I'm calling this retreat Inspirada, Inspired in Spanish. Come join us. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's five nights, six days for you to be in that space as well. If you want some one-on-one time with me, I get that a lot. I have this thing called coffee talks because I was really kind of not a a, a fan of the word coaching, right? For the longest time, Um, I show up and I cheer you for sure. And I guide you for sure. And I'm that person who is going to absolutely challenge you. So you can call it what you want. I call it a good coffee talk because I love a good cup of coffee where we can sit down and talk about, right, what it is that you want to break free of, right? And what do you want to use that unicorn for, right? Now that you've unlatched the ropes and the boxes over in the corner somewhere, you burned it up or ripped it up or whatever. What do you want to do with that now? And how can you get that moving forward? Uh, You can schedule a coffee talk with me. All right, listen, y'all, that's my story. That's who I am, right? Now I live in the world, all over the world, and I enjoy my life. And I walk like a human, which means that I show up all imperfect, messy, fabulous, right? Bald-headed beauty doing my thing for you. And I'm okay with that. I'm great with that. Listen, I want you to be grateful for the life that you have, for the life that you lived. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for my family. They they have taught me so much about who I am and who I want to be. I am grateful for all the jobs I've ever had. I'm grateful for all the loves I've ever had in my life. I'm grateful for my, my friends, past and present. I'm grateful because it has brought me to this moment where I get to serve you with all that I have. 
Yeah. I love you. Remember this. I can, I can, I can. I am, I am, I am. I will, I will, I will. Keep breathing. Stuff changes.